and gentlemen, welcome to Connecticut Precious Movie Reviews. I'm Arnie. And I'm Andy. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing Chang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, a Mushu action flick that takes place inside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starring Siu Ming Li as the lead Chang-Chi. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. I thought it was definitely in the tradition of Mushu kung fu movies, just like uh, House of Flying Daggers or like a Crouch Tiger Hidden Dragon. I thought it like fit that mode perfectly, but then it also brought this like fantastical fantasy world to live as well. I really enjoyed the characters. There was definitely some lulls in the middle, but overall, I really, really vehemently enjoyed this movie. Drew, what did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a perfect. It's a perfect like Marvel origin story. It kind of it kind of breaks down like the 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 like the really good story that I like from like Doctor Strange or something like that, but it puts it in this in this like. Uh, it just takes all those strengths and then combines them with like the Black Panther strengths. And I think they, they mesh really well together in this. I, I freaking loved it. It's a great uh, Asian, finally an Asian superhero where everyone's kind of Asian actually in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Not an yeah. Iron Fist, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I know. That, that just so weird, dude. The Iron Fist situation. Yeah, finally, they did it right, for sure. Um, I, I have to say, man, I think Simon Lee is an incredible leaning man. I really enjoyed the uh, his arc and his story throughout the entire film. I actually, uh, Aquafina's performance was really, really nice and nuanced, too. Uh I think that she actually brings out some of her best performance in this movie, even though she's like not in it too much. Uh, I do like the way that their characters actually end up towards the end as well. I also got to give a shout out to Tony, uh, Tony Shaw, uh, not Tony Shaw, it's Tony, uh, Tony Shi, I think his name is. Uh, he's the guy who plays his father. Uh, I thought he was incredible and brought like this, he kind of, he kind of brings this like, just really nice, like, uh, I think he's like probably the most charismatic on screen without being able to say a word that thought was really, really cool. Um, I also really enjoyed the world building. The world building of this movie was incredible. Um, and the action sequences were also really, really nicely and well done. I really got a lot of like, uh, Jackie Chan vibes from Simon Lee. Uh, cause there's just like, especially like the, uh, the, the bus, the bus scene uh, in particular really brought a lot of those vibes. That's not spoiling anything. It's definitely in the in the trailer. Uh, there's this fight scene that happens on a bus that is just really amazing. And like in that scene, you can really tell that the the action has a, a way that is that has it has breath. Uh, it is inventive, and it has story um, within the fight scenes themselves. And I, I thought that was really really well done. Um, there's just a lot to like about this movie, man. Um, any standout moments of this movie for you, man? Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, like I like the Simu, Lu, uh, Simu Liu. I think is how you say it. And like he's uh, it's Simu Li. Liu Liu. It's not no, Li. I, I think it's Li. It's, I heard everyone say Li. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm I just. Uh, I heard him say it, it was Liu like that. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, he's like he's a like you said a fantastic headman. And like I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed his presence throughout the whole thing. Uh, I agree with you on the Aquafina thing. I think her, like, I think she's just a lot more than comedic relief. I think she actually plays a really cool role in this movie, and I enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, I enjoyed it m- a lot more with her in it. Uh, but like, yeah, him as the headman, uh, Simu is like he is uh strong he's like he kind of actually goes to be that lovable character that you end up fighting for the whole time 
and uh, that's there's no like question about him throughout the whole movie, and that's that's something I kind of enjoyed. Um, but yeah, like the 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 whole origin story to begin with, like we, we go into this, like you know the the one of the seven cities, the like the seven uh, magical cities, and the like, and I think this is um, this opens up a lot for Marvel. So like I think you can go, you can do a whole lot of of things in this direction. And I'm really excited to see just this side of the of the canon. For sure. And they actually do a lot. It's funny, like, uh, last time, like, I was talking to a friend about this movie the other day, and he was, like, not wanting to watch it because he was just all dogging about the way they handled the Mandarin and the Ten Rings in another movie before. Uh, you know, uh, famously, the Iron Man 3. And this movie actually touches on that in a really inventive and kind of funny way that yeah. you don't even realize when you're watching the trailers. I thought that was really fun as well. Uh, there's just a lot of really fun, small things in this movie. And I think they do something with flashbacks that is really inventive um, and like really harkens back to some like like old drama movies. But like the flashbacks in this movie like really harken to the fact that this is actually a film about family. And like the fam- a family being broken and like trying to bring those pieces together. And that kind of undertones the entire film throughout. And I really, really like that aspect of it. Um, and like, I also love the way that uh, the music is really good as well. Like, I think Disney really put a lot of epicness into this movie, and they really tried to flesh out everything uh, as well as they could. Uh, and I, I think they 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 tried to right some wrongs for Mulan because um, they get a lot of flat, uh, backlash from that movie as well. And I really do think that they uh, let the culture of the movie breathe on its own and it really like uh, all comes together and it's just a really nice epic scale film that is just really complete uh i i definitely think that there was like like everything hit really well like aquafina definitely had the comic relief and she did deliver some things like there was definitely one or two things that didn't really hit but like there was just a lot uh of nuance here and like also i like what this movie also does, it allows all the characters to kind of breathe and have their own moments. And I think that happened in spades as well. Um, there is a, like the only like thing that I would say that I'm kind of harping on is the motivation of the lead uh, antagonist. Um, I get it. And I, and I do believe it. There's just like a mechanism to it that I don't understand, which is weird. And they kind of hint to it, but him having kind of like visions of, of things but like, I also still like don't find it as believable. But honestly, I can just say besides that, it was it all came together and just really hit really well, man. And I think the third act is, it's like another movie, the third act, right? It's like a whole other. It's like a whole other. Uh, it takes place in a different place. It's where the whimsy comes into play, and it's where the world really comes together and just like breathes this incredible like like art piece. Well, they do a good job. Like the direction does a really great job of fast forwarding really quickly through the first two acts. And like, I feel like it feels, it's, it feels very fast paced, but it doesn't feel rushed. If you get what I'm saying, like it doesn't feel like we, we were just shoved all this information. It like, I like how like this is all happening into him really fast. And like we, as the audience feel like it's fast. He, he as a character feels like it's fast we all get we're all getting all this info just as like as quickly as we as we possibly can and then we just go right dab in the middle of the third act he's um he's you know at the beginning of the third act he's kind of filled with these like these consequences that he's about to have to face and these decisions that he has to make right 
So then yeah. immediately we're we're in we're in the th- like in the the absolute thick of this movie uh and like he is the i mean you know he is the proxy he is that proxy for the audience and i i i thought it did a great job about that yeah i man absolutely yeah I, yeah i will totally agree with everything you said man like there's just uh, this movie just feels really uh it just feels really complete and and well done and it really delivers on you know everything that you want from a from a summer blockbuster. It, it was fun. The action was really super fun and inventive. I really liked how the camera was really a character within the fight scenes themselves. Um, and you really got that in the beginning of the movie. There's this really spectacular fight scene that happens between two of the main characters, and you can really like feel the both the performances and the action kind of coalesce together in a really like beautiful way. And like that definitely harkens back to some of those old Mushu uh, kung fu movies. And in this way, and in this movie, I think it kind of elevates that. And it, it really pays homage to those films. And I think it also uh, brings those types of styles into this movie and elevates it into something more, more whimsical and beautiful throughout the whole thing. I just think this is really well done, man. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways, for sure. Um, We'll get to spoilers here in a second. Is there anything else you want to say about it before we go into that? No, I like that you mentioned the music earlier. Like I, I had to look up, I have to look up this guy, this guy, uh, Joel P. West. And he's like, uh, the only thing I had seen that he'd done like that I really watched was um, Short Term 12, which is an older Brie Larson indie film. And uh, he had also done um, uh, Just Mercy with uh, Michael B. Jordan. So like th- those are like his main things as a composer, but I thought he, yeah, I think you're right. Like just with pacing, um, we see it a lot in like the, uh, the bigger names, you know, like the, the Nolan movies and stuff like that. Uh, the pacing of the movie ties, like is all tied into the music and like, he just did an awesome job with that. And like, um, I know I'm just repeating a lot of stuff that you said, but like just the beauty of the fight choreography yeah, uh, really, uh, really does pay tribute. Like it just really did pay tribute to a lot of the classics that came before it. So I just think it's a it's a well rounded movie. Um, I definitely, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it is, it is the Asian. I, I'm going to say it's the Asian equivalent of Black Panther. I think it's finally we've finally seen a respectable character, uh, filled with actual Asians in it. Asian Americans in the in the movie, uh, I believe um, our lead our lead man's like Canadian, but like st- like you know like still like he he has this presence to him that like I like I absolutely love. Um, it, it's just it's funny like you know it's like it felt it, it's even you know done you know it started out in San Francisco so it's kind of perfect in, in that aspect that like it just takes you in a train ride from San Francisco to China or yeah. like so like i thought like that was perfect um but yeah man let's uh let's get into spoilers right on uh let's give this a a a grade one to ten right uh i think i'm gonna go all the way to an eight and a half i think it was way more above average really really epic in scale and really delivered on a lot of things that I was hoping to see in a good summer blockbuster. It definitely just lulls in the middle for me a little bit. And the exposition bits 
we were a little heavy handed. Um, and it, it just kind of, there was like, just like a solid 30 minutes. So I was just like, ah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. But other than that, this movie's infinitely watchable and I actually really want to watch it again as well. Um, so that's mine. Yeah, dude. Like when I found it to be a lull, like it, we had like, we had a crazy good action sequence with, uh, some, some twists, some story twists. So like, I didn't find it to, to be as slow paced in the middle as I thought it was going to be. Uh, just reading what I read and uh, reading some of the things I had already read. So like um, maybe I was like kind of preparing myself for it. So it, you know, it kind of hit me in the opposite. I'm just going to, uh, I told myself I was going to give it an eight and a half. So uh, just to not go with you, I'll give it a nine. I'll go up. I'll go up a step. Totally understand, man. Right on. All right, let's get to the spoiler bits. All right. Let me put it that spoiler taggy wag. All right. There was a moment in this movie where uh, his father, the antagonist, alludes to him being called Master Khan. <laughs> and, yes. and I was just like, wait, did he just say that out of nowhere? Are you telling me, like, if that's true, that means his DNA is in, like, most of us. <laughs> I was just like, that's a really throwaway line. <laughs> okay, yeah. for sure. Um, I also really like, dude, the... Um, the ending where uh, the dragon comes out of the water and then like towards that whole, that entire last fucking uh, fight sequence at the end where it's the battle in that world uh, is fucking incredibly beautiful. Uh, it's some of the best stuff that I've seen in a Marvel movie. And I definitely feel like they gave like this, like I think Marvel just like threw the kitchen sink at this movie to really kind of just like flesh that out. Um, I really, really, really like the uh, the uh, the fact that Aquafina and um, and 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 the main character actually don't get together in the movie. Uh, just the fact I, I really like the dynamic of their friendship. And honestly, I could possibly like if they get together, sure, whatever. But like if they don't get together, I would also be okay with that too. I don't know. There's just like this thing about men and women being friends, and it's like we never really see that example in movies, you know. Uh, and I just, I really like that as a touch to the, to the whole script and the way that it ended uh, as well. Um, uh, there's, there's definitely some like script things that are a little weird to me. Like the one that I alluded to was the, his motivations as his father's motivations. Like he, he saw his wife die. Uh, but then like this creature within the cave or in the mountain is like enticing him to break her free from there. And like, I can like, you can totally just chalk it up to he, him just being enchanted of some sort, but I never really like you know you, you never they, they never really like threw in a scene where they were like oh, like where she, he was she was actually like talking to him and saying that she was alive. He was just given visions and her voice saying "Come get me." Um, I always felt like it was just uh, I think it was just because like the um, I mean he didn't actually see her die, so like he doesn't you know uh, the son does he sees her dead. But then he takes her back to her, you know, her, her her home city, right? Her her like he takes her back so that they have the body. And then I think like he just has I think it's just played in the movie that he has these visions that she's just behind that, you know, because they didn't let him they didn't they didn't let him into the city. They just let her back in like he says that. And he's like, yeah, she's she's in there. She's in there. And like, I know they're keeping her away from me. And so like, that's why he he's trying to get back into the city. And like, I yeah, I see where like there there is some broken 
there's some broken moments in the story and the plot for it, but uh, I think they they didn't really think it all the way through. But I think they they kind of put enough thought, enough effort for me to like for it to be you know continuous. For sure, and like and honestly, the performances and the story itself really just kind of make up for all of it. Um, the performances are really fucking strong in this movie. Um, the relationship between uh, the 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 father and the mother uh, is is really well done. I mean, those two actors apparently, like, I'm, I'm not sure of the female uh, actor, um, but I know that the antagonist, uh, their father, um, is like a legendary um, um, Asian actor. Like he's, been, uh, he's been in tons and tons of movies overseas uh, forever. Um, and, you know, he's just, he's supposed to be like a fantastic actor. I really liked him. He was very charismatic. And like, uh, I think he brought something to the villainous role that was something you don't really see uh, in a lot of these movies, especially in the dynamic of him being the father of both of them, and this movie really kind of being a family drama uh, in, in a lot of ways, it really kind of heightened everything for me because that really brought another level to a Marvel movie. Um, and, you, know, you know, granted, like a lot of Marvel movies are really about like father stuff. You know, it, it is kind of like a lot of it is is like like family drama stuff, but like this was like the first Marvel movie that was like really like, well, I guess, you know, you could say that Loki and, and Asgard for sure is the same way. But like this, this, this really kind of like I think brought a new dynamic to a family drama within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in that everyone is really at odds with each other uh, in a really, you know, a really inventive, uh, nuanced way. Um, but so yeah, like I, I definitely like I understood those motivations, and the director really kind of like I just, I felt that was kind of heavy-handed a couple of times where he kind of showed visions, and the father just looking in the corner. Um, I kind of would have liked some sort of actual exposition there, you know. For his motivations to, to to what he did, um, but the payoff of it at towards the end, where he realized his mistakes, and that was the impetus for him to give up his life and give up his rings to his son. It really hit. It really hit. It just it just fucking landed. It landed really well. Um, I also really liked kind of talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, as a whole. I really liked how this movie it kind of burst open the MCU in in some aspects that we didn't really know about. Until now, because of watching this movie, the scene where Abomination and 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 Wong were fighting in some sort of fight club, and, like that was just like out of nowhere. And when that was happening, I was like, "Wait, is that the fucking Abomination?" And then they have a scene later where they're like talking to each other, like they were doing, like they were doing like a WrestleMania thing. Um, that just kind of like like brings some other kind of aspects to the whole universe. That's just where's that gonna go? You know. There was even some stuff in that in those fight scenes where, uh, like, uh, like I saw some body parts heating up, like Iron Fist does, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. Uh, so, like, I really did enjoy that too, man. Um, I I'm gonna try, you know, t- uh, Tony Lang, like t- uh, Luang. I don't know what you know. I think it's uh, Tony Lang Chue, but this guy is uh i was looking at some of his movies and he's in some of this like like you were saying like some of these older traditional movies i kind of almost want to see a spinoff of how he got the rings or something you know like yeah i would totally an origin story with him in it at the helm because of how strong of a character he was and i think they could totally bring back uh, a lot of these um these characters and then make them you know the make young versions of these older characters that are in this movie, because I think that like that has so much, there's so, 
there's so many places you can go with this movie that I think it's really interesting. Um, I know that, uh, is it Talo that like the, the city that they're, they're originally going to is, um, is one of these sacred seven sacred cities. And so I know that like where the iron fist is like, is the trains is another of one of the seven sacred cities. So, so we can already go into this, like this, like uh, seven sacred cities version of Marvel. And I totally want to go and see, you know, all the things they can create with this uh, just to like, you can do so many things just with this storyline without even going and touching any other Marvel storyline. And I think that's super interesting. So I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that. Um, I loved the, there's like a worthiness of, of super, you know, of why a person's chosen to be a superhero in Marvel. And I've always loved that fact. It's not because, and like nothing against DC, but like, it's not just because I'm rich and I can like buy myself everything. It's always just been about like, can you hold the hammer? You know, like not anybody can just carry this hammer. And like, I think like it, like so much of the Marvel stories build up to that to where um, just given that just throwing with going with that example, I just thrown out is like when, you know, when Captain America picks up the hammer, you are just like in shock. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, it's, it's not like, Oh, I knew he could do it the whole time. It's like, like Thor says, I knew he could do it. And like, everyone's yeah. just like, knew you it. know, yeah. Knew and so, <laughs> so when, um, and it's a it's a very quick build in this movie, but uh, when when Shang Chi like finally is starting to learn the, the like the fighting ways of his mother, it's so beautiful. It's like he's trying to he knows that the only person that could beat his dad was his mother, so he learns the ways of his mom, and I think that's so fucking strong, you know. So like I love that, and that like finally when they're fighting that like you know, his dad throws the rings at him as an attack and he's able to catch them. So he is worthy. And it's like that, exactly what you said, mm. like that clicks in his head. Like his dad is, is not shocked. He's just kind of like been proven like, Oh my, my, my son is also where worthy. Nobody's ever, you know, caught these rings from me and fought me with them, you know, like, and I love that battle where they're split down the middle and they each have five. And they're yeah. fighting like that. And I think that's so strong. Um, and then when he gets them all back at the end and he realizes he's made the mistake, he realizes his, his, you know, his entire plan um, is, is wrong essentially. And that's when, that's when he finally gives it up to his son. I think that's, that's such a good, that's such a good Marvel way of doing it. And I, it's very classy. And I, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many moments like that that harken back to itself. There's just a really well-written script, man. Uh, this is like this. I, I the, the there's three screenwriters listed on here. Part I think one of the director is actually part of the, the screenwriting team. Uh, it's just so flushed out and so like I, I keep I keep thinking about this in my head because it's like the only way I can I can explain it. There's just there's breath, like there's just like this feeling throughout the whole movie of letting every moment breathe even in the fighting that is just it, 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 it and, and, and the music itself actually like, I don't know if you notice this, every, like when there is in the heat of, in the heat of a really like massive moment in, in fighting, the music, um, the volume goes down. 
and 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 you can kind of just like like hear uh hear what's happening in the atmosphere of of what's happening on screen um and i just i really like that that whole that's kind of a thing that happens throughout the whole movie um and i, I really love that aspect of it it's something i haven't seen before in a movie um do you know what i'm talking about like do, do you know oh, what yeah. i mean like like there was this there was this like this, there, there was like a, a serenity to everything uh, in the music and then the choreography and everything. And I just really, really love that aspect of it as well. Um, well. One of the writers credited, it had me like a little worried when I looked at it. Cause I was kind of looking at it in the theater before the movie started. And I was kind of doing a, a little bit of like just digging and like one of them, his, um, his right, like his writing credit was like, what he's known for is writer for wonder woman 1984 and it puts <laughs> such a fucking bad taste in my mouth right before the movie started i was like wait a oh, minute no. what oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh no. no yeah because like it, it said like i had just re- read that he had done this the screenplay for wonder woman 84 and mortal Kombat before this and i was just like uh what did i just walk into <laughs> like yeah. you know uh he does have like great credits before that which are like the extendables uh one two three and four uh and then um he's actually writing uh into the into the spider verse two but the the other guy that he works with uh closely so that's david callaham callaham uh destin daniel and he he wrote those things like i guess that's why the music the guy who produced the music, uh, he brought him along because yeah. he he's also a writer for Short Term Twelve, Just Mercy, and uh, The Glass Castle. So, so he brought that that music, and I think that's where kind of those subtleties that you're talking about, like even the stuff in the fight and the fight scenes and stuff like that, that's where it comes from. It comes from this like indie movie kind of storytelling within this big picture uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe you know, like action movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, that's what's, that's what's great about this movie is that it, it is both. It's just this like really down to earth story with these good origins. And then, and then we're like at the top of the, like, you know, the very top layer though, is this Marvel movie. And I, it does such a good way. It does like such a good job of balance, balancing both worlds. I, I don't know, man, like I can't, I can't speak highly of like how good of a job, Kevin Feige, uh, Feige, right? Like, yeah. Yep. Like, did a great job. Like, I mean, he he did a great job maintaining the balance in this movie, um, trying to make people happy while producing such a fucking strong, a strong Absolutely. picture. And you know, especially for, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, especially yeah. for how long of a pandemic this has been, yeah, and how much we've needed something like this, and this is a perfect, like, this is just such a perfect summer blockbuster that you don't have like you don't have you know one of your main white dudes that carries all your yeah. movies as a, a part of it that's yeah. such a, a smart move it's also doing incredible it, it is it just shattered the record for labor day weekend yep. that was held that was like on that hadn't been broken in, since 2006 which is nuts right in the in the, in, the, in, in what what is now the era of a pandemic like the, the, well, this isn't going to be over like this is this is our new reality for the forthcoming future. Um, it's just the truth. But like, 
you know, um, if you're vaccinated and you wear a mask and they, they don't fill up this, they don't fill up the theaters as much as they used to anymore. It's a safe environment. It really is. Um, I, I went to go see it in a theater and this really, really does beg to be seen in a theater. It is such a beautiful film to watch with, with the full cinematic experience. Uh, it's just, it's just, it, it is for that environment. Um, before we get going, I do want to, I do want to touch on a couple of like really cool things. He said like, it, you did, you do, you're right. Kevin Feige did, you know, he is the architect of this entire universe. And like, he, uh, the kind of like, there are like times in other movies, like if they're making a universe, they kind of like ham fist things and kind of like smush them in. This movie, like, like we get closure for the Mandarin from Iron Man 3 in this movie in a way that is kind of fun. And you feel for the guy? That's ben the, Kingsley's in this movie, guys. That's exactly we, what I was going to say. Ben Kingsley was the next thing I was going to bring up. Yeah. Ben Kingsley's <laughs> in this movie. And he plays like this lovable actor dude who's just kind of there. Um, and he's kind of the crux for the entire third act of the movie. Uh, and and it pays homage to that movie, uh, to, to Iron Man 3's Mandarin, which you know, people panned that movie. But you know, it, it, it's it's Kevin Feige saying no. We're gonna we're gonna bring him back into the family. We're gonna bring Ben Kingsley back into the family. Let me right my wrongs. Yeah, <laughs> let me bring it back. Um, put that together. Well, it yeah. not only does that, but like I mean, uh, I was kind of gonna have an eye roll moment if like Aquafina was only gonna be the comedic relief in this movie. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. the, like you can't just bring her and be like, okay, you're gonna make every fucking joke that we have. And I was like, it doesn't, you know, that's not a great, it's not a great thing like that. Cause she does play this serious character that is actually ends up being strong. And I think she has a very like Robin vibe to her. Like she is the human sidekick to this superhero. Yeah. And no, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So like, we can't just have her as the comedic relief the whole time. That's what I kept harping on in the beginning uh, of the beginning of this review. And so like to bring Ben Kingsley on and uh, to like, write the mistakes in the you know in the writing it's like yeah 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 like uh called me the mandarin and like he didn't really like that so like he kidnapped me after i got out of jail but like at whatever i'm like the he's like his new jester kind of type thing and <laughs> yeah. like and i love it like he like it just ties in so well he's the idiot that finds this magical pet that he's also been captured i'm like and like it, it plays so much on like the end of Iron Man 3 where like Ben Kingsley is the same guy. Yeah. And he's trying so hard to be this the exact same character with the exact same comedic relief. Like he's even trying to like sleep with some girl like flirt with some women at the end of the movie, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. and it's so funny and it like it does so well in that movie. And it's 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 a it's a character that um oh man, I just went blank but like happy, you know, happy from Iron Man creates, you know, uh yeah. Uh, who's the man? Who's oh, the uh, um, Mandalorian creator? <laughs> or, oh, um, John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. Like John, yeah. you know, he's like this character that like John Favreau. Like I feel like invented for comedic relief, but it plays so well in this movie. And it, it, I think the comedic relief did need a sidekick, and I think this this is perfect for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, those moments. Yeah, a really interesting, um, really interesting world building too, with the fact that like the the, the so like. Like the like, like the world in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that that world now they're like everyone's just kind of used to it now. There's just all kinds of shit that goes on and weird shit happens all the time. 
random portals open up with sorcerers walking through it. Um, it's kind of, it's, I love, I love that, the, that we've kind of gotten another uh, kind of uh, window into the world uh, that the world has become after, after, after Thanos and for over 10 years. Um, I like that aspect of this movie as well. And I think that it, it just does it so well and kind of a masterclass in putting a whole lot of stuff into one movie and doing it well and letting everything breathe too. Um, uh, two, 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 two tags at the end of the movie. Uh, there is a, there's a post credit scene where we see two Avengers uh, welcoming uh, Chang Shi and his uh, sidekick Aquafina uh, into the fold. I thought that was kind of that was cool. Uh, it's hearkening to some kind of new thing happening. The rings are doing something weird. Um, we see Bruce Banner. Oh my god! Like I fuck, dude. Oh, Bruce Banner has been done so fucking dirty in these movies. That's my one thing about that's the one gripe about everything. Uh, and, and kind of the one reason why I was always kind of like fucking. I know I, I know I say this a lot, but like um, Joss Whedon actually likes the Hulk a lot more than every other fucking director. <laughs> and he gave him a lot more to do. Um, yeah. I just, I, I really hope that Bruce Banner gets his day in the sun. And I know that, that Marvel can't really make a Hulk movie because Universal literally owns that. He, it owns the cinematic rights still. Um, he's just allowed to be in the movies, but he really can't be in his own movie. Because like the, the, the one that they did do with Edward Norton, that was actually co-produced with Universal. Um, but like, I just, I hope he has a bigger motion a part of this world uh, as well and then i like the very very end tag um which was actually um about chang chi's sister taking over the ten rings organization and then the, at the end of that there's a big tag that says the ten rings will return what is that like that's going to be something hearkening to the rest of the world like you know the the Mar marvel movies are doing it right and they're building a story in worlds and they've got shit mapped out for the at least the next seven eight years so i'm excited for that and this was fucking great I don't, I, this is great yeah, i'm just the, so happy i it. love the that like ending ending tag it's like it's so good because like i think in the during the movie like the 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 her aunt her aunt tells her like you know the, our our town's very different than than being raised by your father it's like women can train here it's not illegal to like for women to, to learn yeah our martial arts and stuff like that and i think that like you you realize like you realize early on that like that was such a big like thing in her life that like she never got to learn how to fight from her father and she really wanted to and so for her to take over for her to take over these the ten rings establishment and like and then now you start seeing that it's like uh females are training there too yeah like that, yeah that's yeah. such a strong moment um i i see a lot that like Fans really hate Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a that's, lot of a lot of it. That's facts fact too. That's just yeah. facts. You I know think what it I mean? was. Like, I think the movie was received well during the time. It, it made money. It was successful. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot people of people hate it. Like people just like I even heard people hating it when it was like they went they went to watch it and they hated it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So like I don't know what what it is with all the hate. Uh, but it's uh, maybe it's starting to get to me or something. But like you know, there there is a pretentiousness that she plays to the character that I don't like sometimes. Um, because like I don't th I think that character is supposed to be a little bit more humble than pretentious. I think it's supposed to have like a Peter Quinn uh, Quill sorry Peter Quill vibe is the word I was trying to like where where he's like you know he thinks he's the shit, but uh, you know he it's like it's a joke whenever he, he thinks he's the shit i think yeah. it's, it's supposed to be the opposite like she's supposed to think she's the shit 
and like she can beat up anybody but she's still also supposed to be a little like kind of silly and stuff like that yeah so like i just don't like the way that she portrays that sometimes uh but like there's some marvel fans who just fucking hate her hate her hate her hate her and i don't know if i agree with it but like this one just seemed kind of cringy maybe i'm listening to it too much but like her ending that ending tag where she's just like i gotta go i got more important shit to take care of bruce has my number and then bruce is like yeah, I, I don't have her. Number. <laughs> no, no, it is kind of them I'm shooting like, themselves in the foot because it does. What, you're right. On. I'm like, and yeah. I was like, why? Why would you? To me, if like if the fans already don't like her, <laughs> yeah. Why would you put put that tag there? Is my question to you? Yeah. Because like you've already built her up, right? You've built you've been building her up. I think it's amazing the way she saves the day in um in the end of Endgame, like that's like the moments I want to see from her yeah. is that she's been hiding in the background. I want to see that beeper, that kind of thing. Like the, when the beeper moment where it's like, we, we have one last call to make even in the, in the, if you're following the what if series, she has a tag on that, like a very similar tag on that. Like she saves the day when there's no one else on earth to call. And mm. I like that aspect of her character. And I think we need to build it more instead of giving her the raw end of the deal. Cause I think you're right. Actually you're actually double right. Arnie, because both these two characters that they put in the ending tag, get the raw end of the stick now. Do. do. <laughs> and so like, I, I really like to see that. Uh, it's always good to see Wong. I Dude, Wong's the shit. I love Wong. Wong's the shit. Wong could be in any movie. And yeah, it is. <laughs> like he's in the beginning of this movie. I was hoping he'd be there a lot longer than just that fight scene. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, like I'm glad we got the ending tag with him. Awesome. Awesome. I think we did it, my man. Yep. Um, I, you know, uh, guys, uh, I, I, this movie begs to be watched in a the theater. If you feel safe, um, if you feel comfortable, go watch it in a matinee. I did. There was basically nobody in the theater. Um, yep. I loved it. I saw it in uh, one of those uh, Dolby Digital Atmos uh, yeah. uh, theaters yeah. that, that AMC has. And you, like, you know, it's cheesy. The commercial says it. You feel the sound, you know, like blah, blah, blah. The blacks are blacker on the screen. Yeah. But like the, the the sound system in there, like because the composer is so amazing, like the sound is amazing to be yeah. enthralled into a movie theater again. I miss I miss movie theater just for that reason. For sure. All right, man. What do we always tell the fine people of the Internet? Uh, uh, go fucking watch a movie and watch go this watch one. this movie. Yeah, <laughs> go watch this one. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>